Say something there, buddy. Whoa. That's not, hey, oh, whoop. That's not whoop. good. Hey. Oh, man. It just went limp. Whoop. Room Radio is on the air. My name is Darian. My boss today told me that I come across often as abrasive. I told him to eat my ass. I still have a job. (laughs) I'm not even sure what that word means, abrasive. I think it means dicky. Is that right? I don't know either. I'm going to Google that at some point. That actually may have been a compliment. I probably shouldn't have told him to eat my ass. But uh, he's a good sport about it. Buddy's in the house. What's Hey-o. up, buddy? Well, you know, I'm here. Living the life. Yeah. Being the man. Yeah. Mr. Nice Guy over here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. What's up with you, big guy? I uh, just got moved into the apartment and... Uh, got a new place? Yeah, I got a new place. Very cool. Swimming pool. And, Love that. And uh, gym in there. Just Ooh. waiting for it to be open. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, are they still building it or what? No, it's the whole COVID thing, so they got to wait for the tests and all that Mother stuff to clear out. fucking COVID. Yeah. I've had about enough of this shit, man. Right? Fucking fuck off. God. All right, then. I hope nobody out there listening has COVID. If you do, I'm sorry, but you're probably going to be fine. So just whatever. (laughs) Just whatever the hell. Uh, We got there with no no Miss Monica in the house. I just had a mild stroke there for a second. No Miss Monica tonight. I believe she said she's taking her mom to the doctor. She had a doctor's appointment. Or maybe it was one of her dogs. All right, you ready for this? Oh, no. Abrasive. Okay, hit me. Showing little concern for the feelings of others. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's, uh, that, that sounds, that's a pretty accurate statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, I think he uh, hit me right on the, the nose with that, yeah, that statement. Yeah, you just tell that person, thank you. Uh, I mean, I... I you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I could be a little hard. All right. Whatever. Well, eat my ass. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think Monica's going to be back next week. I think. I can't say for sure, but uh, hopefully she will. If not, then we will uh, carry on one way or another. In the meantime, we got the usual shit show to get into here, inmates. We got horror news, listener mail, uh, a movie or two to talk about. Why don't we kick things right off with some horror news, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> horror news. 
Yeah, boy. What do you got, my man? All right, so there's a new splashy horror comedy about man-eating mermaids called Mer. 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 M-E-R. M-E-R. Okay. All right. So look for that. It's Um, It's a horror comedy, you say? Yeah, Viacom CBS teen brand is uh, developing this. And also it's from the makers of Orange is the New Black. Okay. I bet there's going to be nudity. I hope so. Mermaids. Uh, yeah. Uh, they don't usually uh, wear wear clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mer is described as a splashy horror comedy. What about does splashy mean? Splashy? I don't know. What, I, think what do you... I think it's just, just because it's mermaids splashing you're, you're in the trying, water. Yeah, they're trying to be cute. Mm-hmm. It, well... They can eat my ass, too. (laughs) Eat my splashy asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Splashy horror comedy about martini-swigging, man-eating mermaids on Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're like uh, barflies from the sounds of it. Yeah. Satrical horror comedy, basically. I'm into it. I'll I'll check it out. Uh, Stay home and watch horror. Five body horror movies to stream this week. Okay, how many of them are from David Cronenberg? Mm. I bet at least three. Uh, probably. Okay. The Brood, that's going to be on the Criterion channel. I believe that is Cronenberg. Body Melt. That oh. is not, but that was a fucking ridiculous show. <laughs> That'll be on Prime Video Tubi. Okay. Clown. Oh, uh, Eli Roth. Voodoo Tubi Pluto TV. I don't know what Voodoo... Oh, the Clown is on Voodoo. Yes. Okay. Starry Eyes. That's a good one. I love that one. On Prime Video and Tubi. Okay. And last one, Antiviral on Hulu. That was Brandon Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Cronenberg's son. Very cool. Yeah. That's all I got. What do you got? Oh, are you ready for a new Evil Dead movie? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell attached. Okay. Better. Tentatively titled Evil Dead Rise. Okay. And for, there's, there's rumors flying around that it's going to take place in some kind of a high-rise building. Oh. I don't know. Okay. I don't well, know. I, I like the name of it. I don't know about being in a high-rise building. I think you kind of need the, the woods yeah. for an Evil Dead yeah. situation. I was like, rise? Yeah, rise from the ground. You know, the That's dead. what I was thinking, too. Yeah. But now, now that with these rumors flying around, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, Ash versus Evil Dead kind of went to like some, some different places. Mm-hmm. A high rise, though. I, I don't know. I'm going to reserve judgment. It might be badass. Hmm. Have you seen a movie called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon? No. A uh, mockumentary spoof kind of a thing about a, a slasher in training. Mm-hmm. Horror comedy. Pretty good stuff. I know you've seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah. So the director or the writer of Behind the Mask is teaming up with the director of Tucker and Dale versus Evil for a Netflix horror comedy called. The Hills Have Eyes for You. Oh. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm all aboard. Um, me too. I like <laughs> yeah. it. I, li- I don't know if it has anything to do with the actual Hills Have Eyes. Right. I kind of hope it does. Yeah. Because that's a franchise that could use a little little comedy punch-up. Yeah. Not a uh, lot of comedy in there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, have you uh, have you checked out The Boys yet on Amazon Prime? Mm-hmm. Great show. Yes. Right? Season mm-hmm. two is going to be debuting in September. Wow. So, yeah. I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I'm ready for that one. Me too. Good stuff. Mezco is resurrecting their Silent Screamers uh, toys. Hmm. Action figures, statues, whatever you want to call them. Silent Screamers. So, they're basically like horror villains from the old era silent movies. Mm -hmm. So, the first one they're going to do is Nosferatu. Ooh. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm not going to buy it, but... What what are they going for? Do you know? They they haven't put a price point on them yet. 
Hmm. Pro- I mean, if it's Mezco, you're probably I'd say probably about twenty bucks a piece. If I remember right, they're the ones that do the twelve inch. Okay. Action figures. So I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. That'd be worth it. Lastly, Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. You know the name? Oh, yeah. You probably know the face. Yep. And the music? And the music. Mm-hmm. He is teasing a Firefly Trilogy Steelbook Blu-ray release. Cool. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. I'll buy it. Did you watch Three from Hell yet? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll buy, I liked all three of them. I'm one yeah. of the rare few that was into all three. Everybody seems to hate Three from Hell. Huh. It's a Western. Is what it is. Okay. It's, it's not. It's not a. It's not really a horror movie. No, I still you know? buy it. You got You got a jail a good collection. Yeah, you got It's like a jailbreak, and then you know the the villains, I guess, or the heroes of the movie trying to get across the Mexican border. You know, mm-hmm. it's they're outlaws. So it's a western. All right, buddy, don't judge me. I'm not. I'm feeling the judgment. Nope, I want to see it. You're being abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad. I might have to check that out. If nothing else, I'm sure there's going to be like a... Steelbook edition. Yeah, there's going to be all kinds of cool, uh, like, you know, special features and stuff. I'm into that. Some naked photos of Sherry Moon and... You can see her naked in The Lords of Salem. Oh, yeah, you can. I don't think you can see her... I think that's the only movie she's been naked in, right? She didn't get naked in 31. No. None of the uh, uh, Devil's Rejects movies. I think that's it, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm okay. I'm, I like that. I like uh, Lords of Salem too, buddy. Mm-hmm. Put Me that, too. put that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> all night long. How about some listener mail, <laughs> you fucking maniac? <laughs> yeah. Listener mail. So, over here, I got myself a uh, Corona hard seltzer. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. Pansy. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, I wanted a little something to sip on during the show. I went in my fridge, and this is, this is what I got. A yep. Corona hard seltzer. It's like drinking Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. What's the alcohol percentage? Uh, it says... 0. 0.001. 4.5%. <laughs> Okay. Ah, it's like drinking Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. So I apologize in advance, inmates, for all the burping Burping. and farting that's going to be going on. (laughs) Plenty of that going around here. How'd it taste? It's supposed to be the Uh cherry-flavored. I taste no semblance of cherry. All I taste is (laughs) Alka-Seltzer. Okay. So, ah, I don't Hmm. know, man. (laughs) I mean, if you want to be hammered and you have acid indigestion... This might be a good route for you. Can to go. you get hammered off of that? I don't think so. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm usually a lightweight, and I'm not feeling anything yet. But we'll, I'll keep you informed as we go. All right, let me know. All right, then. Um, <laughs> you can be hammered and made fun of by your friends at the same time, <laughs> as if I don't get enough of that shit. Uh, let's start off with some uh, emails here. Let's go right to Tokyo, Japan. Here comes Lonely Bob. Hey! Now, this first email came in actually right smack dab in the middle of last week's show, but I'm going to read it anyway, because why why not? We didn't read it last week. (laughs) Subject line, hi! Hey! Hey, Padded Room crew. I'm surprised that you guys enjoyed the ape more than Panic in the Streets, but glad you at least found some good aspects of it. Mm -hmm. To me, the ape had potential, but its editing or directing seemed to miss some of the plot points, making for a more jumbled story. I agree. Yeah. 
the, the I felt. I mean, it I was du- jumbled. I, yeah, but I. I mean, I dug it. It just. It wasn't really a movie about an ape. It was more about a mad scientist. The mad scientist, yeah, trying to uh, make cure, this lady walk. Yeah, cure a pandemic of paralysis, mm-hmm. which is scary uh, as shit, by the way. But cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, looking forward to hear you cover It Conquered the World, a less known but classic sci-fi horror movie. Take care, Kevin at Lonely Bob. Well, Kev, uh, we decided to fuck right off <laughs> with It Conquered the World because we couldn't remember which movie we were supposed to do. So we did The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave instead. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that, buddy. Uh, he wrote in again. This one is for this week's show. Okay. No subject line. Hey, Padded Room crew. Just finished listening to the latest episode. No worries if you want to switch up the movie you cover. Nice to watch and listen to commentary of some classic public domain films for free on archive.org from time to time. Glad you guys enjoyed The Thing from Another World. I'd add it as some great visuals for a 1950s film. It really shows some care and quality went into making of this film. Kevin at Lonely Bob. Uh, Kevin, I got some good news for you, amigo. Since you uh, are in the $5 Patreon tier, I'm launching my own solo $5 Patreon tier show that is going to be me uh, covering exclusively public domain movies. Wow. So I, already, I already put one episode out. Mm-hmm. I did uh, Night Fright, which, which I will briefly go over and what are you looking at. Not Fright Night, right? which is a good movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch the good one. I watched Night Fright. <laughs> Not Fright Night. Night Fright. <laughs> Is that after like two of those Corona soldiers? It's very confused. <laughs> confused the shit out of me. I'm going to do Fright Night Fright. A, <laughs> night Night. Is there a Friday Night Fright? <laughs> Part two. That's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> Part two. Give me another fucking seltzer thing. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Kev. Thanks for writing in, amigo. And uh, yeah, you can find the first episode. I'm just using the Insomnia moniker for uh, that one because I'm already, I already call the show Insomnia. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's going to be exclusively public domain movies uh, and uh, one a week. So there you go. Very cool. Yeah. So check that out, buddy. Yeah. You're already, you're already, you should already have access to it, Kev, because uh, you're in the $5 tier. Uh, here comes Lance from the old... Uh, what are you doing? What did you do? Oh, that was my phone. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Lance from the old Horror Returns podcast. Hey, Lance. Subject line. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. Yeah. All right, in my inmates. Much like Tom Hardy, I have been away for a while, but it's time to correct that. My work has been crazy busy, which is completely unfair. I thought I was going to have a lot more free time working from home for movies and podcasts, and nothing could be further from the truth. I am working my ass off. Fuck this shit. So I've missed a few shows, but picked up just in time to vote for my man King Kong. All right, Lance. All right. Coming in with two for King Kong. Uh, Kong would completely... What? So here's how this fight would go. Kong would completely satisfy sexy young Jessica Lang with his enormous Kong schlong and rock her like she's never been rocked before. She would use her family's money to hire a fleet of hotshot pilots to bring down Rodan in short order. Kong would not even have to lift a finger. <laughs> Kong schlong. Well, I didn't know that. I don't know that we need to get all pornographic with it, Lance. If that, I mean, that's borderline bestiality, sir. And I, w- <laughs> I will notify the authorities. Hmm. Darian, you really educated me about you should have left. I also read House of Leaves last year, and I had no idea the two were related. 
Now I guess I have to pay the $20 and rent it. Although that was definitely one of those books that was so surreal, I can't imagine how it could possibly be made into a movie. I haven't actually watched it yet. Have you heard of House of Leaves, buddy? I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. I've got a copy. Uh, it is a, it's a very difficult book to read, but it's the premise of You Should Have Left. Hmm. Basically, uh, this guy buys a house. He's measuring it for insurance purposes. Mm-hmm. He realizes it's like six feet bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. Hmm. And then he goes away for a weekend, comes back. All of a sudden, he's got an extra room in the house that he didn't have when he left. Wow. Yeah. And shit gets even weirder from there. But the book itself is very difficult to read because it's like there's pages that are like half that are like half the page is torn out. So you can only read like part of the page. Oh. There's other pages with like a hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this whole... It's almost like reading three or four books at the same time because you'll read a page and there'll be like a little asterisk and then like a whole another chapter of cliff notes based on what that asterisk was. Wow. Therefore, so it's it's a real... You got to be on your game if you're going to read House of Leaves, dude. <laughs> no a, drunken reading on this one. There's no... I mean, I don't know who the fuck... Who gets hammered and reads books to begin with? <laughs> Not this guy, that's for sure. But you got You can't be fucking around with House of Leaves, dude. Huh. Uh, so here's what I would really like you guys to weigh in on. It has been a really bad year in movies, and I'm desperate for a good new horror movie. What would you guys say are some of the best movies to have come out post-theater closure? The last movie I saw in the theater was The Invisible Man. It's been slim pickings since then. I've seen Becky, and really, that's about it on the VOD stuff. Can I get some suggestions? Thanks for the show, guys. And now that I'm finally caught up, I'll weigh in more frequently. Lance from Texas. I haven't watched crap since this whole thing. Um, it's been a yeah, it's been a tough one, man. Um, as far as stuff that came out this year that I watched, uh, Dark Light wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. I think The Color Out of Space did that come out this year or last year? Mm. I believe it came out this year. Uh, if you get a chance, this isn't a movie, it's a show, Lance, but if you get a chance, check out Cursed Films. It's a show on Shudder. I gave you my password, but if you need it again, let me know. Um, Bloodshot wasn't that great. Daniel Isn't Real was a Shudder exclusive. That one was pretty good, starring Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh. Whom I would not have known was Arnold Schwarzenegger's son if I hadn't looked it up. Hmm. But uh, that one's definitely worth checking out. Uh, avoid the turning. That one's been. That one was poo. Oh, that's the one with uh, Finn Wolfhard from hmm. from uh, Stranger Things and It. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Hard to forget a name like Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard. Fuck yeah, man. Wolfhard. <laughs> <laughs> wolf and hard as a mother. How hard are you? I'm Wolfhard. How hard do you wolf? I wolf hard. <laughs> Let's get down to Sydney, Australia. Here comes Tim. Hey, Tim. Subject line, Skull Island rules all. (laughs) Hey, guys, just quick one this week. I'm voting for Kong to kill all. He's cooler, plus I'm sure he would pull Rodan out of the sky as he was flying by and just chomp down on a skull. Much love, guys. Tim. Buddy, I don't think we got your votes Mm -mm. for this last week's Terradome. It was King Kong versus Rodan. What do you think of that? Do you, know, do you even know who Rodan is? Nope. He is basically a pterodactyl. Oh. More or less. Okay. I mean, he could fly. What's um, the special ability? Uh, he has a lacerated beak. 
Flight in plate armor. Plate armor. Yeah. Versus King Kong. King huh? Kong, yes. I'm going to go with King Kong. Okay. Yeah, I figured that. I was the only guy to vote for Rodan. So, fuck me anyway. All right, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, we also have some voicemails here. All right. Maybe Rodan will make a comeback in the voicemail. Maybe. Not looking good. <laughs> Be honest with you. Let's start it off down in sunny Southern California with Monica's pod boyfriend. Here comes the Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? So far, Hope so good. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope oh, yeah. y'all are all there. Nope. <laughs> anyway, I uh, didn't have much I wanted to get into a uh, couple of things. Oh, as far as the uh, Terror Dome there, I believe we got uh, King Kong versus uh, Rodan. Rodan. Uh, you know, you have a pretty good argument there that uh, Rodan's going to be uh, flying around and whatnot. Yeah, man. But I think Kong uh, is going to have a, an intelligence. Uh, a higher level ape. of intelligence. Eh. Not that he's going to be, uh, you know, making tools or anything like that, but I think he could, you know, throw branches, rocks, what have you, and uh, <laughs> uh, take that that beast out of sight. So for okay. I'm actually going to go with uh, Kong. All right. Um, also, a uh, note about uh, last week's podcast. Yes, sir. Monica was uh, going on about uh, her uh, old man molestation fantasy or what have you <laughs> yeah. no fucking judgment you know everybody's got their own kink or what have you if you want to call one it thing that i started thinking to myself and i don't know if anyone else was kind of picking up maybe it's just because it's a horror podcast it almost started venturing into uh trash's monologue the graveyard you know about oh yeah my and I'm just starting to think maybe she saw that flick like at an early age and it just had a more lasting impression. I don't know. You're probably... Oh, one other thing whatever. I forgot to mention. Hmm. Um, last week uh, when I was talking about the flicks that I, I was able to catch when I kind of got laid up for a bit. Right. Man, so I got fucking laid up and then uh, this flicks, uh, it's about this... Um, about this dude uh, on this long flight... Or, I'm sorry, like a long... Um, space travel, okay. and he wakes up in the middle of it, but he woke up too soon. It's supposed to be like a 90-year flight. It's supposed oh, to no. all be under suspended animation. Right. Anyway, I remember seeing this preview long, uh, not that long ago and um, thinking, oh, that's a pretty great horror. It looked like a horror movie or something. Or I don't know. Maybe I was just like doped up or something. And <laughs> It's uh, called Passengers. Look, this is not a fucking horror movie. Okay. I sat for like two hours going like, all right, man, the ghosts are coming, the goblins are coming, the fucking spookies are coming. Hmm. It's got the dude from uh, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy guy cool. and the girl from The Hunger Games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fucking known. I know. Oh, I, yeah. I think I know what you not a horror about. movie. It's like a love story. Oh, jeez. Fuck this movie. Hey, the movie might be good, but when you're waiting for a horror movie and you're sitting there like an hour in, like, okay, I know who these characters yeah. are, so where the fuck's the shit coming from? I hate that. Bad mm -hmm. business. Do not get into that fucking flick. Anyway, love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks, Tom Hardy. You know what movie that reminds me of? Say, it's, say I mean, it's a, it has nothing to do with space travel or anything, but it's the same thing where it's like you you've been told this is a horror movie. And you watch it intently for an hour plus, and nothing has fucking happened. A movie, oh, what the hell is it called? It's on Netflix. I think it's called The Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. 
Oh, yeah. You seen that one? Yeah, I watched that because I was thinking, oh, I'll see if this oh, is going to be one. Fucking stop with the fucking horse shit already. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I, I don't mind some character exposition. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind some setting the atmosphere. But you can't string me along for an hour plus. Yeah. I'm going to tune the fuck out, mm-hmm. buddy. God, what is it with people these days? I don't mm. know. Uh, let's get down to uh, <clears throat> muggy, funky, junky, skunky Alabama with the Ashley Williams of people that call into the podcast. Here comes Alan. Alan Jojo. Hi, room. What's up? What's this up, Alan? The, um... That guy that calls your podcast. Hope everybody's doing good. You just talking about Tuscaloosa, dude. It's in Alabama. Oh, okay. I live about an hour, forty-five minutes from it. Okay. Anyway, uh, Teradome. Give me King Kong. Yeah. I don't like birds. That's all I got. You know, racist. Bye. <laughs> I don't like birds. What do you have against birds? <laughs> Is that te- is that I get that's not technically a bird, right? A pterodactyl. It's technically a reptile, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, looks like Tom Hardy came back. All right. Okay, padded room. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. yes, sir. I, I wasn't going to call back. No, it's fine. I said I wasn't going to call back or nothing like that. But uh, all right, well. I went and I watched the fucking trailer for that Passengers flick again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And fuck me. Go watch that shit and tell me it doesn't look like, yeah, it looks like this is a pretty fucked up movie. I swear. Okay. <laughs> Watching the flick. You see a dude, like, attacking a door with a fucking axe. Mm-hmm. You see, like, all the isolation. I'm like, holy shit, this is like the shining in space or some shit. Man, Fuck that flick, dude. <laughs> fuck Star-Lord and fuck Katniss, man. Whoa. Don't anybody watch it. Oh, I'm, hey, listen, listen, I know this is a horror movie podcast. No, no, no. We need to know these kicks. things. They're taking yeah. this long-ass fucking 90-year-old trip, okay? It's going to take 90 years to go to this other fucking planet. Puts everybody in suspended animation. Right. When the dude wakes up, he's the only one. He's getting a little fucking stir-crazy. He sees this chick in her suspended animation chamber. Says, hey, I'm going to wake that bitch up, man, so I ain't all alone. So he does. He wakes that bitch up, so he ain't all alone. Everything's going good. They have a little romance. She finds out about it. They hate each other for a bit. Later on, the ship was going to fucking explode or some shit. So they got to fix it together. They get back together. They're all together and they're happy now. They decide, hey, one of us could actually go back into suspended animation, but both of us can't. So you think, well, what are they going to do? Well, fuck it. They decide neither of them goes back to suspended animation. And they just fucking live out their 90 years on the goddamn plane together on a fucking airship or whatever together. Fuck that. Man. Don't anybody ever watch that piece of shit? I'm sorry for calling back, but God oh, that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. I said, you know what? I'm going to go watch the fucking thing, the trailer, okay, and find out how stupid I was to think <laughs> that that was uh, going to be a horror movie. You know what I mean? I watched it, and holy shit, dude! It was, that one's not on me. I fucking okay. <laughs> Known like these two big name actors and big blockbuster flick coming out. Yeah, it's not going to be. I, yeah, I probably should have known. Okay, fine. But go watch that trailer and tell me I'm fucking wrong. Anyway, <laughs> sorry again. Love no, it's family. fine. <laughs> Star-Lord, mother, mother. <laughs> See, I can tell what he's doing here. He's been, uh-huh. he's been stewing over this for a while. Mm-hmm. And he, prob- he probably watched it with his wife, who yep. really enjoyed the flick. And but he so he can't complain to her about it, right? So he's basically been waiting all week to call us mm-hmm. 
I can't uh, wait to talk about how much horse shit this really twice is. Twice now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to complain about passengers. <laughs> uh, well, I've got some good news. He called back a third time. Oh, it's not done. <laughs> He's been stewing over it for a week now, buddy. you got to let him vent. All right, all right, right. room. It's, it's been a few hours since <laughs> the last time I called. And, man, I'm still pissed off, man. <laughs> Fuck that fucking movie. Everybody's Fuck that passenger slip. Don't nobody go watch that piece of shit. I don't know why I called back for that. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Clearly. <laughs> clearly, Tom Hardy. I get it. I get it, man. I get I mean, I'm not one to get offended easily, but when I'm watching a movie that looks, the worst is when the trailer looks really kick ass and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck yeah, look at this. Yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever sat. That that I find that offensive. Yeah, you know like there's I mean? a hot horror chick on the cover of it, and there's that chick's not even in the movie. Oh, like Seed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You a bull? All right, there, uh, buddy. If that is in fact your real name, do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Tim? Kevin, Alan, or Lance. Thanks, everybody, for calling right in, even calling in multiple times. Hey, we need to know these things, <laughs> Tom right. Hardy. We need to be informed about what not to watch, because I could... I have. I think I did see the trailer to that, and I could easily fall into that trap oh, yeah. as a horror fan. Mm-hmm. And the worst is, once you're in, you're like, okay, some gnarly shit's going to happen, and then you wait. And then the let down. And then, and then somebody falls in love. And then motherfucking fuck. What the world oh. needs now. No, you did not. No, you did not do that to me. How dare you? Playing to my horror sensibilities. Right? Eat my ass, uh, passengers. And yes, I am abrasive. I understand that. <laughs> and I know what that word means now. You need so. a shirt. Proud abrasiveness. Proud abrasive pride i don't know abrasive pride sure that's racist too somehow all right you ready to get into a movie here buddy all right let's do it Mm -hmm. god damn it It's the night Evelyn came out of the grave. Yes. This one came in at 5.7 stars. It's directed by Emilio Miragallo. 
written by Fabio Pitururu, stars Anthony Steffen, Marlena Malfatti, and Enzo Taruscio. Mm-hmm. 5.7, huh? I guess I could see that. Yeah. It's not a bad show. A uh, lot of lot of lot of twists and turns coming at oh, us here, mates. Hour and forty three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. That's a lot of movie for, for something uh, public domain. Uh-huh. You go to public domain, you're thinking you're in and out in like an hour. Mm-hmm. Not this bad guy. You're, nope. you're going to be. You're hanging for a long for for the long haul. Uh, good news. Plenty of nudity here. So oh, yeah, we got that going for plenty. us. Plenty. Some nudity better than others. Yes. Parts of the nudity on mm-hmm. the nudity spectrum. Mm-hmm. So we got that. Uh, we're going to start off with a guy escaping from a mental institution. Yeah, which is always a good start. He yeah. does a pretty good job. He like uh, climbs out of a window using some bed sheets, mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin style. Yeah, or no, no, a fucking. Somebody did that in one of the fairy tales. Rapunzel. Sure. But it was hair. That was hair. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he like, uh, whatever, wherever this mental institution is, it's like on a stately estate because he's got a good uh, 5K ahead of him to get to, oh, just yeah. to get to the fucking gate. Mm-hmm. And he's like doing football moves on all the orderlies trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good too, man. Yeah. Athletic, this yeah. dude. Makes it all the way to the, to the gate before he gets gang tackled. From there, we're going to cut to... A, um, I, I guess some kind of a, a sports car uh, flying down the freeway, mm-hmm. apparently sometime later, because we're immediately going to recognize the driver as the guy that was trying to break out of the mental institution. Yeah. Uh, he's driving. Uh, now, this was made in 1971. So the, the story actually takes place like 69, 70, somewhere in that area. And he's, you know, smoking, and he's he looks like Austin Powers. Mm, yeah, uh, well... Minus the buck teeth, mm-hmm. but uh, like a better looking version of Austin Powers, yeah. and he's got a hot redhead in the uh, seat right next oh, to him. Yeah, he banging does. hot, Whew, banging smoking. hot, smoking. Now this dude, his name is Alan Cunningham, and he is—he's uh, got a thing for redheads. Yeah, he I'll tell does. you right now, which mm. is cool. I'm down with that. Uh, <clears throat> he also happens to be like the lord of a—I don't know—an English estate. Everybody, yeah. like all of his, his acquaintances call him Lord Cunningham. So right. I don't know what that means he's in He's got a terms. fortune. He's got, he's got $3 million mm-hmm. in a bank, plus a castle, plus this car. So he's basically got fuck you money, mm-hmm. which he's doing, he's fucking off with. Mm-hmm. And he's a bachelor. So yeah. that's why he's got the hot redhead beside him, whom, by the way, is, I believe, a prostitute mm-hmm. buddy. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, he stops the car because he wants to smoke a cigarette and he can't smoke and drive. Okay. Well, that's kind of fishy because, it, I mean, it's I don't smoke, but I, it doesn't seem hard. You know, it doesn't seem like it would. Well, maybe he doesn't want the smoke smell in his car. But he stays in the car to smoke. So that's oh, that, right. that doesn't work. <laughs> but here's the really fun part. He gets out and he's like, I'm going to go look at the tires. Gets out and then he changes the license plates. Well, there you go. That was his whole plan. Okay. I can't smoke and drive. Hmm. Mm, let me just put the rape plates away. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. That's creepy. We'll never know. Uh, yeah. Well, we kn- we know that you're a creeper if uh, you had to, you know, exchange your license plates. Yeah. So he gets back in the car. The young lady and him come to a price agreement on the festivities of the evening. Mm-hmm. And he takes her back to his castle. Now, the castle he lives in is pretty much a dump with the exception of like three rooms. Right. Three rooms have been fully restored. The rest of the place has fallen apart. 
Mm-hmm. Cobwebs and everything. Even the outside of the place, the landscaping was Yeah, it was jacked. Yeah. It was jacked. But I could see a lot of chicks being into that. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Getting, oh, look at this haunted castle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's do it in the haunted. Is there like a musty area? <laughs> where's, where's the most cobwebs at? <laughs> yeah. Is there a candelabra somewhere? I have done it in a castle before. Oh, yeah. Mm. Give it to me like a 16th century... Whore maiden This is why you need to start doing that smut show of yours yeah. again. <laughs> right? Take me to the Iron Maiden. So what, what you need to do, buddy, you need to do your smut show, uh-huh. but just freestyle it. Oh, okay. Don't read anything. Just come in and start doing like... So she, hey, ladies. She slapped him right in the honk. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Woo! All right. In the honk <laughs> I don't think that's very. Uh... I find it stimulating. <laughs> very erotic. Honk, honk. <laughs> this is a clown porn. <laughs> hey, don't judge me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I was being a little abrasive. Excuse me. <laughs> so they get to the castle. It's all jacked off. He takes her to one of the rooms that is restored, and it's like, you know, it's super hot bachelor pad in there. He's got mm-hmm. all the 70 stuff. Murals on every wall, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I, if I had any kind of artistic talent, I'd put murals in this room. <laughs> Yourself all over the I place. I know, just me looking, <laughs> me looking interested at whatever you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that? It looks like I'm checking myself out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he gets in there. She just immediately starts taking her clothes off, which is hot. Her name is Polly, and she is going Ooh. to be the first of three redheads. And in my humble opinion, the hottest, the hottest of the three redheads. Oh, by far. Which is unfortunate because we don't get very much Polly. Uh, she's just like taking her clothes off and throwing throwing herself at him. And she's like, oh my oh, God, man. look at the carpet. And the." And he's like, oh, you took your clothes off. Perhaps you'd like to put some fresh stuff on. And he opens up all the closets and they're full with women's clothing. Yeah. That's a bit that's of a red weird. flag. Yeah. That's, that's what I call a, a, a tell buddy mm-hmm. uh she's like oh my god these clothes are amazing so he's like come on with me into the next room he takes her into the next room it's a fucking torture chamber buddy yeah wah, where, do you, where do you sign up right uh well <laughs> i mean for a second she's like oh look at all this stuff and he's like yeah check it out and then he just pulls out a whip and starts whipping her oh man for like the first couple of times he hits her, she's like, ooh, yeah. But then she's like, ow, you fuck. What are you, ah, stop it. And he's like, he makes her get down in this weird trestle thing, which is like a, kind of reminded me of like the stocks that, you know, old criminals would get put in. But oh, he like yeah. chains her down. And then he like starts having all these weird flashbacks of basically a hot naked redhead, slow motion running through the woods at night. I don't know. Yeah, and then here comes like weird voices in his head. Alan, 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 cha cha. <laughs> uh, so he's having some kind of a psychotic episode, and he's like, uh, and then when he snaps out of it, he just strangles her. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so at this point in the film, we're thinking this dude's some kind of a serial killer. Which is nasty. It's bad business. You can't be killing hot redheads. Mm -mm. Uh, He gets rid of the body, takes all of her clothes and all of her stuff and burns it up in the uh, fire the next day. Fire, Which which is weird that he burned everything up when he has all these women's clothes and like... Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why don't you just hang those up? I would assume those were from his previous victims. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that was a lot of them too. It was like three closets full. 
But he throws all of her stuff in the fireplace and lights it on fire the next morning. Uh, outside this estate, a doctor happens to be driving by. And he looks up and he sees the smoke coming out of the chimney. And he's like, oh, pull over. I'm going to go see him. He's my friend. Mm-hmm. So this part is kind of funny to me. And I'm not sure I fully understood what we were talking about here. So the doctor, uh, his name is Richard. He is fr- he's an old friend of Alan's. And I think he was like his physi- either physician or family doctor, family pr- practitioner or something like that. Mm-hmm. He goes in and he starts talking to Alan. And he's like, Alan. You've had another one of your attacks, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, now what exactly do we mean by attacks? Right. Does he know that Alan is killing redheads and burning up their, their clothes? Sure made it seem that way. That's and He took a very laissez-faire approach to it. Like, you've got to stop doing this, you understand. You simply can't keep doing going on like this. Probably one of those things where he's got so much money, it's like, look, I'm paying you to shut up, so... Right. I mean, I get... We're going to keep this between us. I get that. And if they... I mean, the doctor could easily be a scumbag also. Right. But at the same time, like the the laissez-faire approach he took, he's like, you you should... You stop doing this and perhaps uh, go uh, out to London or something Mm -hmm. to try maybe a change of scenery. So just the laissez-faire approach of that whole conversation. But he never actually... In that conversation, never mentions killing young ladies. He just keeps referring to them as attacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking attacks could just be, as far as he knows, psychotic breaks in which he's talking to the this this ghost figure, this oh. naked chick mm-hmm. that he sees running through the woods periodically. Maybe it could be. I don't know, hmm. but that's just something that I found kind of weird, and it never we never really got an answer on exactly how much the doctor knows about what's going on. So that's kind of wacky. Uh, Alan's like, hey man, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right, I should probably quit doing this. And I think I'm gonna get the fuck out of here for a while, but, uh, not for, not for a couple days because I'm having a seance here at the castle, buddy. I got, I got a seance plan for the night, it's gonna be badass. Hey doc, by the way, you should come check out the seance. I got a, I got a medium coming over, my aunt Agatha is coming over, Yeah, my cousin George, and uh, two random uh, people show up also. They were like uh, other friends of his right. who we never see again in the movie. Mm-mm. So doc- the doctor's like, dude, that is the last fucking thing you should do is have a seance because you're already a nutty prick. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to move on. And then we get a little backstory about this Evelyn character. Right. Uh, Evelyn, we don't know exactly who she is at this point in the movie other than she, her and Alan were romantic and she died early and Alan had a hell of a time getting over that. Mm-hmm. Thus, the mental institution, possibly these psychotic breaks, mm-hmm. and now uh, homicide to go right. with that. So the doctor's like, don't have a fucking seance, you nutty guy. Uh, just get, you, just, you want you just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out. He's like, get out of Dodge. You're right. I'm going to start looking at properties in London. But first, seance. seance. <laughs> Not without a seance, my friend. Uh, so... Sure, whatever. Uh, that night rolls around, and now it's time to get down with the seance. Yeah. Here comes Aunt Agatha. Whew. She is uh, supposed to be Alan's aunt. She looked like she was 20 years younger than him mm-hmm. and is quadriplegic. No, paraplegic. Paraplegic. Yeah. Actually, she's not. We, she, well, we'll get to that in a yeah. second, but later on, just right up. Just up and walking around like nothing. So yeah. I don't know what her fucking plan was. And I don't think she was even really his aunt because she's way too fucking young, buddy. But there's like a whole back plot thing going on here. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, she rolls up. George rolls up. He's a horny prick, too. Uh, 
he's just he's just he's just horny. He's just like a a, per, a sex perv, mm-hmm. and he's like I'm sure he's got access to the Cunningham fortune because mm-hmm. he's living like a playboy. Uh, so here comes the uh, the seance. The medium shows up. They all. You know, sit in the circle and join hands, and the medium looks like she's having an orgasm when mm-hmm. she's trying to cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how she sounded. <laughs> okay, now put your pants back. Anybody <laughs> 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 got a glass of ice water? Perhaps <laughs> I need a cigarette. <laughs> Don't ask me to stand up right now, okay? <laughs> right. Uh, she gets into, okay, we're going to contact the spirit of Evelyn. It starts with the, the orgasm stuff. This weird ghosty figure shows up like over the table that they're having the seance, mm-hmm. which uh, Alan sees and just kind of faints yeah. on the spot. Just as the doctor is walking in, mm. he's late to the seance, but he showed up anyway. And he's like, oh, fuck. Doctor's like, Jesus Christ, man. Goes over, checks him out. He's fine. He just fainted. Mm-hmm. But that'll be about enough of the seancing for tonight, you crazy yeah. guys. Could have killed him. Yeah. So he gets everybody out of there. George, uh, the cousin, the horny old cousin, stays behind. Alan comes to, and George is like, hey, man, that was a bit of something. And you passed right out. I saw the ghost, too, by the way. That was freaky as shit. Hmm. And he's like, hey, dude, you should probably stop with all this Evelyn crap. Live your life. Here's what you got to do. Uh, go to town. There's a strip club there called the uh, Crazy, the Crazy Cat Club, and there is a dancer there. That That's a I th- nice name too. The Crazy Cat Club. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't call it the Crazy Pussy Factory, can you? <laughs> you gotta, you, you know, this is 1971, buddy. You can't call it Open Vagina Source. <laughs> I mean, oh, let me cross that off. Yeah, my list. shit. <laughs> Are you sure? What if you spell it with a B instead of a V? <laughs> yeah. so, so he goes to the Open Vagina Course, <laughs> and he see and he sees the the dancer that George was talking about. Her name is Susie. Now I've been to a strip club or two in my day. None so theatrical as this. No. <laughs> Susie has like a whole situation where she comes out in a casket and pallbearers bring her out and there's like candles set up around the stage. That was pretty cool. It was. I mean, I that's, was like, this is like a Vegas show. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's like a very labor intensive uh, strip tease right yeah. there. So I, and she pops out like a vampire and she's got the robe on and. She, you know, starts taking her clothes off and dancing in that weird gyro, jerky '70s way, where you're like she's being shocked. Yeah, like you're bobbing around like a. <laughs> and she blows out the candle, and then she starts making eye contact with Alan, mm-hmm. uh, in a very cool way. Like she blows all the candles out, and the room goes completely black. And then one single lighter lights up, and it's her. She's sitting at Alan's table and lights a cigarette naturally alan's like oh how about i take you home with me and well she, it was funny that whole conversation is like why it was almost like she might as well just said why haven't you paid me any money yeah because because <laughs> uh, everybody else is paying but he hasn't paid a nickel why yeah <laughs> and then why are you sitting at my table i'm the one you I'm the only guy here that does, isn't throwing wads of $1 bills at you. <laughs> right. Why are you wasting your time with me? Yeah, so she's like, why are you giving me money? Why, yeah. are, why aren't you giving me money? <laughs> well, 
if all I have to do is not give you money to get you to come over, I can do this all night, yeah, sweetie. It worked. I've got lots of money to not give you, so we can. How far you want to take this little uh, mathematical problem? <laughs> right. It was just silly. <laughs> it was. It was very dumb. I think some of that may have been lost in translation because this is an Italian film. I watched it dubbed in English. Mm-hmm. Is that what you got also? Yeah. Okay. Uh, either way, but naturally, she gets into his car and they go oh, screaming yeah. off to the castle. And uh, halfway there, we again, with the prostitution, she's like, uh, I'm going to give you $1,000 to do whatever I say till sunrise. And yeah. she's like... For the weekend. Yeah, for, for $1,000. Okay, perfect. Uh, basically, the same thing happens. She's a redhead also. She gets back to the castle. This time, she starts walking around a little bit, notices a portrait of a young lady hanging above uh, a mantel place. It basically looks identical to her. Yeah. And Polly and another young lady that we're going to meet in a few minutes. Conveniently redheaded. Also redheaded, very pale. Uh, you know, looks like a typical English redhead in the 1970s would look. Yeah. So it's fine. She's like, oh, that's startling resemblance. And he's like, yes, come look at my torture chamber, darling. So they go in the torture chamber. Again, he has one of these manic episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts whipping her, puts her in that weird trestle thing, and then sees the visions of the hot redhead running through the woods at night and snaps out of it just in time to choke the piss out of Susie. Yeah. So there's that. Excellent. Problem here, we don't see what he does with Susie's body. No. And that becomes problematic later in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Uh, we're just going to glaze right glaze over that. right over it, yep. Uh, next day comes around. He gets a phone call from his cousin, and his cousin's like, I say, oh boy, did you happen to go to the Crazy Cat Club and see Susie? And he's like, yes, I saw her. She was very pleasing. And he's like, well, she hasn't showed up to work in a couple of days. Uh, any idea? Did she talk to you at all? And he's, nope. Mm-mm, nope. I, I, nope. She was not interested <laughs> in me, so I simply went about my business. Okay. So that's kind of fun. But this, this fucking cousin of his is such a... I don't know, man. It must be like British aristocracy or something because like all these guys do is just go to parties and bang chicks. Is that so bad? I mean, <laughs> for Alan, I get it, because he's like a halfway good-looking dude, but yeah. then his cousin George is like a troll of a human being, mm-hmm. and they're basically pulling the same caliber of ass, mm-hmm. from what I gather. Right. So they go to this other party a couple nights later. It's like a house party, I think, but I felt like it might have been a costume party because George had like a weird cross-dressing situation. Yeah, that was really weird. He had like earrings in and like a flowing gown, but I don't know, man. It was Uh, was weird. Anyway, naturally, uh, Alan is poking around and he comes across another redhead who's giving him the cold shoulder and appears to be dressed like some kind of a genie, but this could just be weird 70s fashion. Maybe. Something else I don't know. We could chalk it up as that. I'll go whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes it's cool to dress up like a lady and go hang around. He ended, he ended up pulling ass that night yeah. in, in drag. It worked. So him. there you go. Yeah. I mean, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, man. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. You have to shave the beard. No. <laughs> so George is like, hey, I found this hot chick. Uh, I'm going to go back to her place. And Ellen's like, go ahead and go. I'm going to keep creepily following this redhead around mm-hmm. which is what he does he like follows her outside and she's trying to get away from him he follows her back inside still trying to get away from him. eventually he builds up the nerve to talk to her her name is gladys and on the on the three redhead scale of uh the night evelyn came out of the grave i would put her at number two yeah it, it was almost like in order one two three i uh, know i would say it goes one three two 
Because Gladys had a nice body on her, but she had some jacked up teeth. Oh, yeah, Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, I did notice They that. were a nice shade of peach. <laughs> <laughs> Something, man. Not cool. Anyway, uh, he, gets, he gets with Gladys. Uh, he doesn't have to offer to pay her because she's not a prostitute, but right. he does smooth talk his way uh, to get her into the car and back to the castle. And once he gets back to the castle, he's like, I want you to marry me. And she's like, oh, darling, you're just trying to get me in bed. And he's like, yes, I know, but I want you to marry me. And then she's like, oh, and then they go off into the castle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> they go off into the castle. Naturally, they have sex. And then yep. Alan asks her again, darling, I want you to marry me. But, dear, you've only met me just a few hours ago. He's like, I don't care. I want you to marry me. And she's like, okay. So they decide to get married right yeah. there on the spot. Apparently, she knew a thing or two about having sex with guys because mm-hmm. that was... Yeah. Some bomb that's, sex. That's he's, instant. But, I mean, at the same time, he offered before they had sex. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. So, uh, she's hmm. like, okay, let's get married. So, he calls his cousin. Hey, George, I'm getting married. He's like, okay then. What's her name? I don't know. I'm George has a hot naked chick laying in bed with him as he's having the, this conversation. He's like, okay, you fucked me out of my inheritance. Oh, I don't care. Goodbye. <laughs> so, they go get married. Uh, Gladys and... Um, Alan, and this is when things uh, start getting wacky around the house. Because mm-hmm. they get married, that's fine, they come back. Uh, Aunt Agatha has taken the liberty of hiring five maids for them that look identical oh, to man. each other. They, yeah. They all have like blonde, frizzy uh, perms. Yeah, perms, yeah. And they're all wearing the Yvette uh, maid outfit from yep. Clue, which is pretty hot. And uh, it's kind of strange. I don't know if that was like the criteria of hiring these maids, but she's like, I hired these maids for you. Now, something that's been going on throughout this movie that I kind of glazed over is that uh, there's a like a creepy groundskeeper, I guess. I don't know what his job was. There was like a dude that was always hanging in the background. It was the... Uh, it was... Was he a gardener? No, he was Evelyn's brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. But he like... He was... I don't know. Did he live in the castle? Or was he just always hanging around? Because Alan knew yeah. about him. Yeah, I don't, and, know, I don't know if he was a groundskeeper or what. Well, yeah. he watched Alan kill Polly. Oh, yeah, all like, of them. He, yeah. he was there for all of them. Yeah, like creeping around in the woods mm-hmm. and looking through the windows. I heard what, I heard what you did last night. Yeah, oh, hey. here's some money. Shut up. Yeah, here, get out of here. <laughs> but he's all bent at Alan for remarrying. Right. And this is where we get a little more of Evelyn's backstory is because that's her brother. Uh, she died tragically during childbirth. She wasn't supposed to be able to have a child. Uh, Alan really wanted to have a kid and she was like, I'm just going to try any, I'm we're just going to keep trying. And she had some kind of a weird procedure and then she actually did get pregnant, but because her biology wouldn't allow for childbirth, it killed her. And, uh, that's what sent Alan over the edge into the mm-hmm. mental hos- hospital and also pissed her brother right off. Uh, cause that was his sister mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, fuck that. And apparently Evelyn started out as a maid there at the castle. Yep. Before they started having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And now we kind of know what's going on here. But Evelyn's brother is now all bent at Alan for remarrying. He's like, it's too soon. But the dreams that he's having is so weird. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's always with the hot chicks. He, I think he would. He had convinced himself before Evelyn died that Evelyn was cheating, cheating on, him on him with somebody out in the woods in the middle of the night. Yeah. Which is a weird way to go about like, cheating. Like they're frolicking through the, the woods or the... 
the property naked. Yeah, like the, but the weirdest part is like they start it up as it ends. Yeah, and then they do like that slow motion love collide yeah. thing, which is fine. I mean, we got a lot of that in the seventies, mostly mm-hmm. from like romantic movies. Right. Usually they weren't naked when they did it. Right. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna cheat on your spouse, uh, first off. Be ready to get the fuck out of there. You know, you can't just you can't go to the other person's house in the nude. You got to wear clothes till you get there, and then take the clothes off. Okay, hold on, let me, let me right. write this down. I'm, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna publish a brochure. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah, that'll help you out. You know, just some some tips and things I've picked up along the way. Not that I do that sort of thing, but um, so that's kind of wacky. And he's all he's all fired off, and now the the brothers fired off at him for marrying Gladys. Right. So first things first, they're they're happy, they're all happy now, and uh, it appears that Alan has no real intention of killing Gladys. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't know that he really intended on killing Susie or Polly either. It just kind of was part of one of his psychotic breaks. Yeah, he just had like one of those little flashbacks with her like talking to him, and he just couldn't help himself. Yeah, and he's like, "No, I got to kill you." So. Mm-hmm. Alan's a serial killer. Let's yeah, he not, is. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Because we get some twists and turns here, and I think by the time we see the ending credits, we're supposed to believe that he's the good guy. He's not. He's no. a fucking serial killer. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all well and good. Uh, so the first night, well, I don't know if it was the first night, but at some point they're like uh, having sex or something, and Alan always has a glass of milk before bed. So mm-hmm. he gets done banging Gladys. He looks over, and his glass of milk is gone. He's like, hey, what happened to my milk? She's like, I don't know. Uh, why don't I go get you another one? He's like, okay, thanks. Goes downstairs. It's not milk. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of sex that night. <laughs> Almost needed a second glass, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Goes downstairs, uh, and then she comes back, but like 20 minutes later. And uh, it took her 20 minutes to go down and get his glass. She's like, hey, I'm sorry it took so long. I was talking to that new maid downstairs, and she was ready with your new glass of milk. And he's like... Oh, there's no new maid. It's just the, just the five identical twins that we uh, that Aunt Agatha hired. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 there's a new one. She's got red hair. <laughs> and she's like, what the what? Red hair? Maid? No, you did not. And she's like, yeah, uh, she's probably still down. He goes running, at, running down there. There's nobody there, of course. Right. And then she basically goes on to describe Evelyn to a T. And now Alan's freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Next morning comes, calls an emergency family meeting with Aunt Agatha and George. We got fucking ghosts in the castle, and it's Evelyn, and she's pissed because I got remarried, and oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Agatha's like, oh, calm your fucking superstitious ass down, you crazy bitch. And George is like, "Uh, oh, it's quite simple. It was a redheaded thief that came in, dressed as a maid, and tried to steal some stuff. Yeah. So then mm. they start looking around and they f- realize all the silverware is missing. <laughs> yeah. So they're silverware. Like, oh, oh okay. Uh, very clever. Uh, undercover maid who <laughs> happened to infiltrate my castle mm-hmm. in search of silverware to steal. Uh, so they kind of put him at ease a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, we get a few more sightings. Uh, Gladys comes is getting ready for bed one night. She looks outside and sees a female figure standing outside her bedroom mm-hmm. window. Again, to a T, Evelyn. Uh, the dreams with Alan keep going on and on, and he keeps freaking out in the middle of the night. Uh, everything's getting pretty. It's kind of coming to a head here. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Alan and Agatha, or not Agatha, uh, Gladys get into it. 
And he just starts putting a beating on her. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. And it was bad, man. He's, like, doing roundhouse kicks on her, <laughs> stuff like that, ripping her clothes off. He's having one of his psychotic breaks, which sucks, but still, dude, you can't be doing that. No. You got to get some medication or something. Uh, he snaps out of it, and he's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And she's like, you just kicked the shit out of me, you fucking ass. And he's like, oh, I, I thought, I, thought uh, I, I saw Evelyn. It was the ghost of Evelyn. And she's like, okay, well, I've seen her once or twice, too, and this is really starting to, to fucking freak me out and piss me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe it's because you got a goddamn poster of her hanging above the fireplace. Right? He's like, you're right. Get rid of it. Get rid so of that shit. So she takes a knife and starts slashing up the portrait of Ev- mm-hmm. Evelyn. Okay, well, that, that helped a little bit. Um, Made her feel good. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really help anything <laughs> once, we, once we get the crux of the whole story. Mm-hmm. But uh, it gets, gets the poster, out, or the calling it a poster, the portrait out of there. <laughs> and, uh, all right, so now let's go to bed. Everything rest easy again. Uh, like three or four nights go by. Again, this the big rainstorm. There's a uh, the figure of Evelyn appears outside the bedroom window again. This time, Gladys sees it and she's like, "Alan, she's here. She's right here." He comes in and he sees it too, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Fucking Evelyn <clears throat> is standing right outside the bedroom window." Yeah. So he goes hauling ass downstairs. He's like, "I'm gonna get her." Um, gets downstairs where he gets stopped by George. And George is like, hey, dude, it's raining cats and dogs out there. Don't go out there. And he's like, Evelyn's standing right out there. He's, George, don't, hey, don't go out there, you crazy fuck. Don't even do it. It's raining. You're going to have, you're probably having one of your delusions. And he's like, no way. Gladys saw her too. So he goes running out there, uh, gets like in the rainstorm. And it's, we're watching a public domain movie here. So it's got that 1970s film stock. I don't know how your viewing conditions were, buddy, but this part was very hard to figure out what was going on because it was so fucking dark, mm-hmm. and there's just, like, limbs <clears throat> flailing and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So was... you, I couldn't really get the crux of what was happening other than he, like, slips was, in the mud. It was his blurred vision. Like, every time he sees Evelyn, he, like, gets in a daze. Yeah, that too. And then on top of that, it's inlaying in and out with those flashbacks of the two naked people frolicking mm-hmm. in the woods. So... He's out there. He slips in the mud, I think, and then he starts thrashing around, and then Evelyn comes to him, and he's like, you're dead. You're dead. And he's like trying to get away, but mm-hmm. he can't because the mud is so slippery. And she's like, Alan, Alan, come to me, Alan. And he's like, mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, George and Agatha kind of grab him. Well, George does. Agatha's still in the wheelchair. They pull him inside. And he's like, he kind of passes, he faints again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Down comes Gladys, and she starts talking to George and Agatha, and they're like, hey, I'm sorry if he didn't tell you about this uh, psychosis thing before you got married, but this is kind of something you're going to have to deal with because the whole Evelyn thing, and he's not really over it. And uh, periodically, uh, she shows up in these weird visions, and she's like, no way, man. I saw her too. So... Uh, how positive are we that Agatha is dead? And they're like, well, we all attended the funeral and we all saw the body and she's interred in the, the nearby village in the, in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to go there right now. Right fucking now I'm going to go to the graveyard. Like mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, she yeah. decides to do this. So she has the caretaker drive her to the graveyard. Uh, she gets out and happens upon this crusty old grave digger and she's like, hey man, Where's uh, where's Evelyn buried? And she's it's in that mausoleum over there. It's like, come on, come on, take me over there right now. Mm-hmm. They go in there. She talks the guy into opening up the coffin. Sure as shit, it's fucking empty. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we have a problem. Mm-hmm. We're minus one dead body, 
And uh, it could be that she's out there somewhere wanting to, I don't know what, she, I don't know what her purpose would be in just fucking with Alan. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you already put him in the mental hospital. He's clearly having some serious problems now. Mm-hmm. Why continue the harassment? But Gladys is determined to get to the bottom of this shit. She's like, well, this motherfucker, she's out there somewhere, this bitch, and she's fucking with my husband and I can't have that shit. <clears throat> so she goes back. Actually, she gets ready to go back. The caretaker that drove her to the, the, the cemetery gets killed by a dude with a poisonous snake, buddy. Yeah. this Somebody out there, we don't get to see who this killer is Mm-mm. yet, but it's just like a guy, all we see is like in classic Giallo style, it's just a guy with the boots and some gloves, and he opens a box and pulls out a poisonous snake. Yeah. And then right to the neck, oh, <laughs> fucking... And then he keels over dead. Yeah. Shit. All right. Well, shit. There goes the caretaker. Mm-hmm. Now Gladys has to walk all the way back to the castle, and uh, there's going to be some police poking around in the morning, probably. Yeah. So that happens. She gets back to the castle, tells the police the next day what happened. Oh, some kind of murder. Uh, the police are like, okay, well, let's go check out Evelyn's grave. They go there. They see there's nobody in the tomb. So now they're thinking that Evelyn is still alive and she's out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Alan hears this and he is officially freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, she's coming to get me. Oh, I never should have married you. Oh, what am I going to do now? Oh. Mm-hmm. So Evelyn, or not Evelyn, uh, Gladys is like, don't worry. I'm on the case. I'm going to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. So that night comes around. She's like poking around outside the castle thinking, okay. If Evelyn is alive, how would she get up to that windowsill to spy on me and Alan and freak us both out the way she did? So she's poking around, and she's like, again, this is one of those really dark scenes where you can't really see what the hell's going on. But right. I assume she just went through like some bushes there at the estate and through like a weird hedge situation, and she comes across this old building or part of, I guess, part of the castle where there's like a big chunk of the wall missing. So she gets in there. She's like, what the shit is this? It's all dank and nasty and it stinks. And she's looking around and all of a sudden there's like lights behind her and it's Alan. Alan's like, get the hell out of here right now. And she's like, dude, I'm just trying to... He grabs her, throws her outside and starts kicking the shit out of her again. Mm -hmm. And now he's like choking, like he's going to choke her like he did with uh, Susie and Polly. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking this is probably going to be the end of uh, old Gladys here. But George happens upon the scene at the last minute. Grabs Alan, pulls him off of him, off of her, and Alan is gone at this point. He's like, you know, like throwing kicks at George and everybody. Mm -hmm. And from there, he's 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 full on nutty, nutty professor. Uh, From there, we're going to cut to like a day or two later. And we don't know exactly what happened to Alan, but now they're having like a um, power of attorney meeting. So Richard's there, Alan's lawyer is there, George is there, Agatha got killed during that little exchange and dumped in the fox pen. But before she got killed, she got up and started walking around. <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're just lazy, I think. Yeah. I think as far as I go, okay, now I'm going to get up and walk and see what's going on. <laughs> oh, God, I guess I got to get out of the chair. Oh. <laughs> All right. Somebody killed uh, Agatha. With a rock in the back of the head. Rock in the back of the head. 
and then dumped her body in the this weird fox pen. And I guess they're raising foxes at this castle. Yeah, they all just started tearing her and apart. They just ate her. They just ate the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. So that adds to things also. Uh, so what we're going to discover is that they're hitting Alan with murder charges on Agatha, and that's what got him committed to, uh, recommitted to the mental institution. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, the attack that George witnessed with um Gladys and she's like yeah you got to get him out of here he's dangerous mm-hmm. so now we have this living trust situation meeting going on where it's kind of like the reading of a will yeah uh, the lawyer was named executor uh he goes through and names tells everybody what they get basically George gets everything um for the most part Gladys gets uh like some estates somewhere and some other guy, Richard, the doctor's there. He gets like some something or other, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's about it. Everybody's pretty happy, and uh, Alan is in the mental uh, mental institution. So everybody leaves, and this is where we get the big reveal that mm-hmm. Gladys has been fucking George the whole time. What? And she's not even a redhead, buddy. No, she's not. She's actually blonde. Whew. So yeah, and on top of that. Uh, something else I, I kind of glazed over is that the reason why Evelyn's body wasn't in the uh, the crypt is because Alan actually dug her up and moved her into that weird blown out section of the castle. Mm-hmm. So there's a dead body in there. Right. And George knew about it. What happened was he talked uh, Gladys into getting into the coffin where her dead body was mm-hmm. and wearing like a skull thing and then basically chasing Alan around like... I am the ghost of Evelyn. I'm going to get you. That's when he freaked right out and tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alan's committed. We just found out that Gladys has been fucking George, and this is all a big scam yep. to get uh, the power of attorney and get the estates away from Alan, which is fine. I mean, it's murder and stuff. And they're having like this this conversation at George's weird uh, shag carpet 70s sex pad mm-hmm. and he's pouring her champagne and she's drinking and she's like George to love and money darling and he's like yes drink up and she's drinking and he's he's not he is not <laughs> he's sitting behind her and she's just drinking and drinking she has like three glasses of champagne and you can see she's something ain't right with old Gladys all yeah. of a sudden she's getting pretty woozy um, he doesn't really need to rape her because they just had sex five minutes ago Right? right, they were like laying in bed naked, talking mm-hmm. about how they pulled off the big scam. So, mm-hmm. what oh, what's happening now? Out from the side room comes Susie, what? the stripper, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "I am actually the mastermind of this whole thing." So Susie actually didn't get strangled, Mm-mm. and it's unfortunate because she is probably the least attractive of the three redheads, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. Had a huge gap between her two front teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't find that attractive at all. <laughs> She's like, I am the ma- real mastermind. And George is like, yes, Gladys, you've just drank champagne laced with strychnine. And she's like, what? Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then Susie comes around and starts talking shit to Gladys. So Gladys, half alive at this point, just picks up a knife and stabs Susie right in the arm. <laughs> they have like a... Medium scale cat fight there on the the shag carpet. <laughs> it's like slow motion, very slow motion. Because Susie's just writhing around, holding her arm, yeah. and Gladys is like, "I'm gonna stab you again." <laughs> the guy's just <laughs> backing away. Yeah, slowly. and George is like, "You ladies enjoy yourselves. <laughs> yeah. I am just gonna let this happen." This is humorous. This, I find this horribly entertaining. You see, 
So that's what happens. Uh, Gladys kills Susie again and then dies of strychnine poisoning. And George is like, now I've got it all. (laughs) (laughs) He's walking outside to get like a wheelbarrow so he can get rid of these bodies and happens upon Richard. Who just walks up on the scene. Whoa, where did he come from? He's like, hey, I'm here to uh, just to check up on you. And George is like, great. Uh, I'm kind of busy right now. I need you to go ahead and fuck off. Yeah, which sucked for him because he was wiping down all the glasses. Yeah. Trying to make it look like he was never even there. Yeah, he was He was setting the crime scene. Oh, yeah. And along comes Dr. Richard. And he's like, dude, I, uh, you just got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, good seeing you. Have a great day. Talk to you later. I'm going to call you. I'll, I'll call you. You don't call me, I'll call you. Mm-hmm. And then around the corner comes Alan. What? Where did he come from? Probably the backseat of Richard's car. <laughs> and he is actually fine. He's uh, yeah. up and he's hanging around. And he's like, I knew you were scamming me, you piece of shit. And you were you and Gladys, the whore, you were in on it the whole time. And probably that Susie skank too. And then a little bit of a fist fight between uh, Alan and George. Mm-hmm. Alan puts a pretty good beating on George. Throws him into his own pool. And then grabs a uh, big sack of some kind of chemical. Cyanide or something. So, I think it was some, supposed to be some kind of acid. Yeah. But he throws the sack of acid into the pool. And then Richard starts freaking out, climbs out of the pool. And he's like, I'm ah, burning, I'm burning, burning. Even though he looked fine. Yeah, he's just writhing around, <laughs> ah, pulling his shirt and stuff. Bunch of cops right behind Alan uh, grab George in like a weird wheelbarrow wheelbarrow carry kind of a thing <laughs> yeah. and start taking him off and Alan's like get rid of him and then that's the end of your movie mm-hmm. so Alan's a serial killer and he is out free uh, ready to kill some more hot young redheads yeah as well. but I guess he gets to keep all of his money in his estates yep and George is a scumbag scumbag <laughs> and also well, he's at least he's not a serial killer he's like a uh, what do you call it not a process killer a um He's killing people for his own financial well-being. Yeah. So at Knocking least knocking people off. Yeah. You know, at least he's in control. He's paying the hitmen, basically. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, he's just kind of orchestrating everybody else killing themselves. Yeah. In a weird way. So I, there's that. Either way, that's the end of your movie. Um, buddy, what'd you think of the night Evelyn came out of the grave? Better than I thought it was going to be. Not too shabby. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. That first chick, though. Whew. Man, she was uh, she was smoking. They all were not bad. I would, I would, in all honesty, I'd probably bang all three of them. But if I had to put like a power ranking on them, I would go Polly, Gladys, and then uh, Susie. I would agree. That's uh, that gap between her teeth, mm-hmm. and seeing her dance like that—that that dance was terrible. That's not. That's no good. I can't. Yeah, it's like she's got a shock collar on her. Yeah, <laughs> was that hot? Like in the seventies? It must have been. They people found that. Alluring because I don't get it. It's, it's like a it's like a robot that's malfunctioning. I mean, like there's a, a lot be- of jitter. It's a mix between a robot and twerking. <laughs> I guess, man, it's weird. I mean, that's a turn. That's a turn off. You have to stop that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, let's just not dance ever again yeah. <laughs> until uh, something. I don't know. We'll watch some. Uh, some uh, Enrique Iglesias videos, <laughs> right? Or some, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Anyway, it's a pretty good show. It is. Lots of twists and turns. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, I got a kill count of five on this, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of people you thought got killed didn't actually get killed. So, 
There's that. It's a uh, public domain. You could pro- you could find it on YouTube, but it is age gated if you go that route. It's also on archive.org. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a box set like I do, you can find it there also. Uh, let's take us a little break, buddy, and we will come back with some other stuff. Oh yeah. Hey, inmates. 
If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Oh, yeah. Buddy, mm-hmm. Um, if you see me around town with a hot uh, young redhead, mm-hmm. um, and then you see me a day later and I don't have said redhead... Let's not jump right to foul play. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, (laughs) if anything, you could just assume that she got tired of me and told me to kick rocks. I usually do. Okay, good. (laughs) I I just don't want to, you know, I don't want people making assumptions because that seemed to be where we went with that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, where'd she go? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you got a fire going and your smoke coming out of your fireplace. You murdering bastard. Or had had one of your quote-unquote attacks. Yeah, really. (laughs) Like an asthma attack. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, when I have one of my attacks, I'm just going to start blathering about horror movies, and she's going to roll her eyes and walk right out the fucking door. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually how it goes. She's going to delete me. Yeah, she's going to delete me from her Tinder account, and that'll be the end of that. That's right. (laughs) And I'll be standing in the driveway going... But the the fast zombies are sometimes are okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye now. Oh fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking of zombies, are you ready to get into this week's Terradome? Hell man? yeah. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. Let's dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, with blackish eyes, the devil. Welcome to the Terradome. Let's do it. Let's look at last week's winner. In the Kaiju Kaiju Terradome, we had King Kong versus Rodan with a vote of 10 to 1. <laughs> King Kong advances over Rodan. Come on, man. Rodan's a, Rodan can fly. He can fly. What's everybody? So can airplanes. Everybody just loves King Kong. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, Rodan, you know, he's got a sharp beak. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck some shit up with that thing, man. And he's a bird. Birds are mean. Or, or some kind of a reptile bird. <laughs> All right, this week's matchup. Okay, damn it. All right, fighting out of the red corner with a height of non-applicable, a weight of also non-applicable, and of the alien species. His powers include amorphism, osmosis, and absorption. He is 
the blob. <laughs> and out of the blue corner, weighing in at 50,000 metric tons at a height of 45 meters, his species is Megaprimus. His powers include communication, strength, agility, ferocity, and he is also good friends with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I give you George. <laughs> From that stupid rampage movie. I know. I had to I was grasping at straws trying to come up with fucking <laughs> yeah. kaiju guys. Buddy, who do you think wins between the blob oh, the and blob George? Of course, easily. Of course the blob does. I didn't even like that stupid rampage movie. <laughs> no. I'm taking the blob as well. I mean what's a what's a what's really I think the blob could probably take the whole thing. You know? Yeah, fire makes it grow. Uh, I, the only thing, uh, mo- um, freezing, no- right? Yeah, and I don't think any of the monsters in the tournament have any kind of control over ice, do they? No, we'll see. Rodan, uh, Mecha Godzilla, maybe. Um, Kraken. Well, if the Kraken takes it underwater, yeah. down deep enough, yeah, something to think about. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there you have it. Uh, definitely not Stay Puff Marshmallow. <laughs> 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 who will be appearing in this year's tournament. <laughs> that is your Terra Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's The Blob versus George. As usual, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or you get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, we have to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? How about The Ferryman from 2007? Have you seen this one? <laughs> no, it sounds silly. Uh, I mean... The it, Ferryman! I'm the Ferryman! <laughs> no, it's uh, this, this uh, Australian tour boat is out and they get a distress signal so they go pick up uh, um, the guy from Indiana Jones, the big guy, what's his name? Reese... Jonathan Reese, I think. The big guy. Indy! Indy! That guy. They Mm -hmm. pick him up. Turns out he's possessed by the quote-unquote ferryman that ferries your soul to the afterlife. So he starts, you know, he dies, and then the spirit of the ferryman gets passed amongst them as they're now lost at sea. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. I mean... It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's far from the worst. Mm -hmm. If you want to... If you're, like, hankering for some kind of seaboard um supernatural possession situation this might be the movie for you okay oh but it had a very uh sci-fi original feel to it there's no boobs the gore was pretty minimal okay uh there might have been some cussing but like half the people were english so it was like that weird english slang cussing which may or may not even be cussing now that i think about it mm-hmm. english slang <clears throat> figure that shit out i don't know I watched that, and I watched Night Fright from 1967. All right. Which is uh, a bad movie, and it's public access, public domain, so you can check that out anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you want to listen to me blather about it for Hell about 45 yeah. minutes, go over to the Patreon page and put yourself in the $5 tier. All right. Because you will get access to that. Yes. And that is all I'm looking at, buddy. What do you got? Well, I watched a, a few movies. I got to see Killing Gunther. Uh, it's about a hitman, you know, basically it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. He's the main uh, hitman that's like everybody's trying to kill because he's the best. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was really dumb. 
Okay. Shit. Uh, so don't watch that. All right. Um, saw uh, 365. What is that? Uh, it's basically a mob type story where um, uh, they're, they're setting up uh, this big thing at the beginning and all of a sudden the mobs the big gangster or whatever gets shot in the middle of it and the sun's right there. Well, mm-hmm. he sees this beautiful woman out there. Well, uh, he's bound determined to find this beautiful woman that he was looking at and then says, and then finally captures her and says, you're going to love me in 365 days. I'm not letting you go until you love me. And you know, long story short, that obviously happens. It was a great movie though. Um, the ending was totally whacked. Uh, like what the hell, you know, where you would expect a sequel. I, I can't believe they ended it that way, but I guess they're turning this into like a trilogy. Okay. But, but anyways, it was a pretty good movie. Um, lots of sex in there. Right on. So let me get this straight. She has one year to fall in love with him. Yeah. He basically ha- kidnaps her. Okay. Um, but he won't force himself on her. Like, I'm not going to touch you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to prove to you that you will love me. Okay. And you got 365 days. If you don't love me in 365 days, I'll let you go. Oh, well, that's easy enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can hang for a year. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. Still not into you, man. Got to go. Uh, Eurovision. Okay. Oh, with a uh, uh, Will Smith one. How Will is that? Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will <laughs> yeah. Smith. That is the most funniest movie. You have to check it out. Okay. <laughs> it's a great movie. Right um, on. It looks funny. Oh, it is. It, right it, it's awesome. I, I could watch that one again. Okay. Um, and Dark. Uh, so season three? Season three came out on Netflix for Dark. Okay. Um, and because it's been so long, I never watched season two. So rewatching season one, so I'm like five episodes back into that. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's what you got to do to catch up, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for season two of Taboo to come out, but now I got to go back and rewatch the first one. <laughs> right. So I'm into, I'm into it, man. Right yeah. on. That's all I checked out. How about a little immersion therapy? Yeah. Buddy, did you get a chance to check out Good Boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing Monica chose not to show up uh, <laughs> this week. I'll tell you that. Immersion therapy. Uh, was it just me, or was the main character completely unlikable? Oh yeah, she's I unlikable. I got on my fucking nerves. Yeah. Um, just like I, I, this is one of those uh, Hulu Into the Dark movies, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, uh, this is kind of what we've come to expect from that franchise. Yeah. They're pretty much poop at this point. Mm-hmm. Is there, I don't know. Is there one that I missed that was actually pretty good? Because we did a whole month of Into the yeah, Dark. Yeah, we did a whole month of it. And, and they're not really all that great. I think like a four was out of ten was like the highest we went on those yeah. those guys. Uh, this one is no exception. I didn't care for it. The do- So the fucking dog turns into like a big dog. Yeah, like and goes giant bearish type dog. Yeah, and goes and kills uh, basically anybody that fucked with uh, the, the lady there. Yeah. Could you believe Steve Gutenberg? I know, right? Holy shit. I was like, I'm watching it. I'm like, that voice sounds so familiar. Yeah, Night Court. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Police Academy. Police Academy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm looking at the face and I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. So I, I did think a, he had a stroke or something. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I think he may have had some plastic surgery or yeah, something. But something. just seeing him is weird. He's like short. All this. Well, I guess he was always short. Yeah, wasn't he was he? always short. Yeah. Ah, weird, weird looking man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
they didn't show enough of the dog, like the transitioning. I mean, it was pretty cool when they finally revealed it a little bit. But yeah. it's like, man, we could really use some more of that. Yeah, but I mean, I was I had already checked out by then. But at the, at the point where she realizes the dog is killing off all the people, re- really not really people that are fucking with her, but just people that are like doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And she just continues to let it happen. Yeah. Like uh, her landlord, she wanted rent. Mm-hmm. That's what landlords do. Yeah. I'm sorry, sweetie. So she has the... Well, she doesn't have the dog. The dog just goes and kills the landlord. Yeah. The boss, like, doesn't... Make her, um, her bonus check wasn't big enough. Mm-hmm. So the dog goes and kills Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, now we're... I mean... Her best friend is yeah. like, really? Yeah, she didn't even do anything. She was just <laughs> there, and she was complaining about getting married or having a kid or something. And I guess that hit on the jealousy scale, so the dog had to kill her, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're not a very good person, and now you're disposing of the bodies after the dog kills these people mm-hmm. who actually were just doing their jobs. Right. Uh, so now you're a piece of shit also, and so is your dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It just I, I was not a fan of this one, and whenever that Into the Dark logo pops up, I tend to just keep keep browsing now. Yeah. That's just my opinion. What did you think, buddy? It was all right. It's, about so, it. it's something to have on. Yeah. While you fold your laundry or whatever. Yeah. Your whatever. kids can watch it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want a good PG-13 mm-hmm. uh, version, which is very strange to me with that Into the Dark franchise. Because, yeah. I mean, we watched a few, and they mm. were pretty tame. Mm-hmm. But out of nowhere, that one had a, a big hard cock in it. <laughs> I know, so, right? <laughs> I don't know how that one slipped past, but it's in there. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> and it slipped right past. Ooh, there, buddy. All right, man. What do you got for us this week? All right, this week, let's check out 2019's Sweetheart. It is about Jen has washed ashore a small tropical island and it doesn't take her long to realize she's completely alone. She must spend her days not only surviving the elements, but must also fend off the malevolent force that comes out each night. Very cool. You'll find that gem on Netflix. Check that out, inmates. We'll do the same in Compare Notes next week. Yes. First, we have to educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking idea who she was last week. I thought I had her. I thought I, I, she was dementia. Or no, wait, that was no, two that weeks was week. Ago. Yeah, it was two weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know who she was last week either. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. So she's going to have to regale us uh, next week if she shows up. In the meantime, you can educate me, buddy. Are you oh, ready? Yeah? Are you ready? Dude, your phone. I know. It just You're, jumped right off the chair. That's a brand new phone. It's going to be beat to shit by the time you leave here. Uh, all right. So uh, I am a down-on-my-luck uh, private detective, and I was hired to find a young lady's younger brother who's gone missing. A young hot lady, by the way. Mm. What I found instead was uh, some batshit crazy stuff to include a... Um, House of Ill Repute, buddy. A screaming hot redhead that seems to be running this uh, establishment. And um, 
a religious zealot who is not quite as religious as we would believe he would be. Okay. Think about that, and I will fill you in on who I might be next week. In the meantime, inmates, thank you very much for joining us. That's about going to be a show for the week. Um, Join us next week for The Bone Box from 2020. We're going to be doing Darian's Picks all all the way through July, and I'm starting it off with The Bone Box. Birthday month. Yeah, baby. I'm turning 26. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Um, Uh, you wish uh, i do wish 26 again um we also have a patreon campaign running uh august is wide open if anybody wants it five dollar donation will get you control of august you can pick the movies or the theme or whatever you want to do uh find that over at paddedroompodcast.com in the meantime for buddy miss monica and absentia hot redheads Mm -hmm. Uh, weird 70s gyro dancing, uh, bone boxes, houses of ill repute, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week. Good night.